I'm an entrepreneur. I'm learning all this stuff. I've been doing it for a little while now, but I'm going to make bad deals. I'm going to mess up. We're going to lose money sometimes. And I remember at night trying to think of how to solve some problems and like not being able to sleep. Are you crying? <laughs> I'm not crying. You cry. You definitely cry. I cry. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Defiant Life Podcast. I'm D with your co-host, Keith, over here. We're hey. both co-hosts. And we have a special guest today. Keith, I'm going to allow you to introduce our special guest since she's so near and dear to your heart. This is my lovely wife, <laughs> Morgan Hand. <Woo>. Insert clap. <laughs> hey. So what we got going on today? Morgan, why are you on the show today? So I wanted to talk about what it's like to be married to an entrepreneur what it was like coming into that lifestyle because it was totally different than anything I had ever mm -hmm. experienced in my life and also how to just stay sane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, have um, you done that? I'm not sure. Listen, <laughs> I have held it together pretty well. We've had some sketchy moments during <laughs> our, our five years of business life. I feel like I should be sitting in between y'all. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to the store real quick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Too many inside jokes. <laughs> so um, what I like about um, this uh, podcast that we do, this platform, is that we're free to be ourselves. We're free to be free and real. So with that being said, I just want to go ahead and start off with y'all's inception. How did y'all meet and how did we get to this point? Uh, we met online. Yeah. Actually. Shout yeah. out to Match.com. Match.com. Okay. We were uh, both coming out of relationships and, yeah, we just met that way. Okay. So. Yes. I thought he was cute, and I Duh. I liked his profile because he said he wanted to have a Victorian house on the side of a mountain, and I messaged him and said, "Same." Oh, Keith, you said that? <laughs> yeah, we did, live in it. we did live. We in did a live in a Victorian house. house for a little bit. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. Now we live on thirty acres in the middle of nowhere, so that's cool. Okay, it was on Union Street, which I learned this weekend because I read a book about the Golden Isles in coastal Georgia, that Union Street was named after the Union of British and Scottish soldiers that fought against the Spanish here. Oh, County. interesting. That's a little bit of black history there facts right there. Yep. <laughs> there you go. There we go. <laughs> it is February. So. It is That's awesome. So, all right. So when you guys first met, Keith, uh, what year was this, and what was going on in your life during that time? I'll ask him that question. He doesn't know. Oh, well, it's a pop <laughs> quiz. I'm trying to 20, It was 2018. Okay. Hey, see. there you go. And okay. I was coming out of a, a marriage and uh, working on my business and still caddying mm -hmm. at that time, maybe. No, you, I had just finished just my last stopped. season caddying. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I was working at the store. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Trying to build my business. Okay, okay. Mm. And then um, Morgan, similar situation or? So I was also, I was six months out of coming out of a marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and I was doing drafting in Jacksonville mm. um, for a land surveying company. But with the whole divorce thing going on, um, I was doing some like admin stuff for my mom. So I had a fairly flexible schedule. Okay. So when we started dating, I was never thinking of being an entrepreneur's mm -hmm. wife or anything like that. <laughs> so your mom is a real estate agent, correct? Yes. Okay, so you have been around real estate, understand that world a little bit, but yeah. Keith is a real estate investor. So yeah. what was like one of the first big things that was like, okay, this is different, you know? Um, Probably 
just seeing that he had to be like very hands on. He had to be in the know of everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first started dating, it was him, a like property manager, like assistant person that he had, and then they had a maintenance person. Mm-hmm. Um, but Keith had to be aware of everything that was happening. Oh wow! Because they had not had the parks like a year and a half. Whenever yeah, we started dating, yeah. so it was very new, very like, uh, you know, learning for him. So mm-hmm. I yeah. was kind of watching all that, and I had never been with anybody dating that owned their own business before. So it oh, was wow. a totally new thing for yeah. me. Yeah. But here we are. So, so you know, here's the thing: Keith is a successful entrepreneur. Yes. Well, you guys are both, you know, successful now. But it seems like he was in the beginning of this endeavor when y'all got together, right? Mm-hmm. So his focus was definitely in that business. What was his? What was that like in the home, though? So when we first started dating, it wasn't too crazy. It was pretty typical, like, 8 to 5 kind of deal. Because um, I think he was kind of feeling his way through, like, what his schedule could be because, you mm-hmm. know, had his boys a certain amount of time and wanted to be very present for that. But once we moved in together um, and kind of joined our lives together and did the parenting thing together, it became a little more like, okay, cool. I can trust you to handle certain things. Mm. So we're going to expand a little bit. Mm. So um, one of the things I'm sure Keith has talked about was that we owned a gym at one point in time. And when we were doing that, we were there from seven in the morning to seven at night. Mm. So, wow. Yeah. That's full time. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all got, y'all got a whole bunch of kids too. So how did y'all make that work? They were at the gym. Yeah. (laughs) They would be at the gym from probably like what? Five 30 to seven. Just hanging out. out of their after school program. Wow. They would come hang out. Thank God for grandparents. Cause there were some times where Mm. we had meetings that were really important um, but you know, we made it work, but there were definitely some times that were tough. And I mean, even now, um, you know, there are things that he needs to do and like working is Keith's love language. Mm. So being able to let him, <laughs> um, do that and me being able to take over in like the life situations, like, Hey, I've got the kids, I've got this. And letting him focus on the things that are like present on his mind mm-hmm. is very important. Mm. So, if he has bookkeeping stuff that he needs to do till nine o'clock at night, cool. Yeah, yeah. Do that. I've got the kids; they're going to bed. Okay. Well, so. before we get into the practical everyday um, day in the life of an entrepreneur type stuff, one word that I want to bring out is you mentioned the word trust, mm-hmm. right? So you guys had just mentioned that you both were in previous relationships yes. with kids, yep. and you don't end a relationship normally in a good place most of the time, right? So I'm pretty sure you were fuming a little bit, Keith. Morgan, you were fuming. And it's like, you know, if I can take from that old Khalees song, I hate you so much right now. You know, <laughs> so you probably hated all men. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> yeah, so, so, so I want to hear from both you guys because a lot of times, you know, what we, for, what we tend to forget is like men, we have feelings too, right? We can get hurt emotionally. We can have trauma. We can have PTSD from relationships as well as as women do, and just just like anybody else can. But Keith, at what moment do you believe, or, or what circumstances uh, occurred that you begin to trust um, Morgan? You, you see what I'm saying? So okay, uh, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is when we had the gym. We've talked about that a, a little bit, and that was mm-hmm. not a great thing 
uh, during that time. And, uh, we started like really getting stressed out about the gym. And I remember like at night trying to think of how to solve some problems and, mm-hmm. and like not being able to sleep. And she was like, it's okay. We're going to figure it out. Whenever we first met, I told her like, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm learning all this stuff. I've been doing it for a little while now, but I'm going to make bad deals. I'm going to mess up and like, we're going to lose money sometimes. Stuff's mm. going to happen. That's going to be super stressful. And you got to be okay with that because mm. it's the lifestyle that I have. And like, I don't see that changing anytime soon. And so it's got to be okay. You got to be able to ride that storm too, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, and she was like, it's fine. You know, I understand you're going to make, some mistakes and we're going to learn together. It's no big deal. And so then that gym thing happened Mm -hmm. not long after that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was like, man, this was a terrible idea. Why did I do this? (laughs) I had a good thing going and then I stepped into this. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, she came in and was like, you know what? It's okay. We're going to figure it out. We'll make it work. We'll figure Mm -hmm. out what to do and we'll move forward and we'll, we'll be better for it. Wow. And so that was uh, a big thing. And I think in my previous relationship, it was much more like you have to make this work or else kind of thing. Like, yeah, there was not a lot of support from that for that. And that's understandable because a lot of people like she didn't really sign up for that life. It kind of happened while we were together. And so like with this, it was like, Hey, this is the life you're signing up for. If you want to be with me. Yeah. So like, this is what it is. And she was like, yeah, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So, wow. So you were very open and vulnerable from the beginning. You were like, Hey, this is what it's going to be. Uh, they're going to be tumultuous times. And yeah. so, so hearing that from him, like, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur. There are no guarantees, right? <laughs> <laughs> like if, yeah. if you with me or you're not like, yeah. how, how did you receive that? And what made you go ahead and, and, and keep moving forward with him? So, Background on me, I, this is my third marriage, mm-hmm. third time's the charm. Um, mm-hmm. My first husband, my late husband, he and I were married for a couple months before he was diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. and we were married 15 months total before mm-hmm. he passed away. So I was kind of put into the role of taking care of somebody, being there no matter what the condition is all of that. Mm -hmm. My second marriage um, was a lot different than that. And that marriage prepared me to handle very tough circumstances as well, but in a different mindset, like it more of like making the choice, doing hard things because like there's no other way. Mm. Um, You know, with my late husband, it was, you know, I'm here to take care of you because I love you and I want to be there. So combining those two types of things that I learned brought me to where I was able to look at Keith and be like, okay, cool. Like I've handled some really hard things, so I'm going to be able to do that. But also growing up with my mom being in real estate, um, my dad was in the military. Wow. When he got out, he opened his own business. So like I was familiar with things can happen. Mm-hmm. My mom was a realtor when the market crashed in 2008. Mm-hmm. So very familiar with things can happen. <laughs> so when he and I sat down and he's like, listen, this is the way my life is. If you are with me, you got to be with me the whole way. And for especially like a grown man to sit there and be like, Hey, yeah. I can mess up. Yeah, I can 
Like it could happen. It probably will happen that I mess up. I make a bad deal and we suffer for it. Are you in it with me? Mm. So when you think of it that way to watch somebody that you deeply care about at that point to be at a place that they feel comfortable enough to tell you that there's going to be hardship. Mm -hmm. There's going to be things that could happen, Mm -hmm. but they want you there and they want to know that you're going to be there for them. Mm. Like that's big. Yeah. So when the gym happened and we were sitting there two, three o'clock in the morning and we had to be up at five to get kids ready, everything like that. And he's, having a hard time sleeping, laying there, you know, that was that moment. That was that I I need to step up. I need yeah. to show him that, hey, it's going to be okay. We're in it together because at the end of the day, as long as we can bounce ideas off each other and we stick together and we don't let that come between us, we'll get through whatever. Mm. So that was your ride or die moment right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've had a few, but. Oh, yeah? That. <laughs> I mean, we, we here for it, you know. Listen, so. <laughs> we've had a few, I mean, in personal life and in business, yeah. um, you know, just being able to look at each other and be like, okay, yeah, like we're going to have to put our marriage to the side during mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. Like we know we've got each other, mm-hmm. but, you know, in the gym, it was really like, hey, how you doing? Like, this is what's going on. And this is where we're, this is where we're coming to. And the wow. gym was my first experience in like, being in charge of anything like mm. that. So it was totally new to me and in a field I had never been a part of because when we first started dating, he's like, yeah, I do CrossFit. I play pickleball. <laughs> pickleball, what's that? <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> we, we play pickleball, D. Yes. We. D and Keith. Oh, you speak French now. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. People who don't know what pickleball is, look it up. Everybody (laughs) knows what pickleball is. Yeah, if you don't know, then you're missing out. There you go. So real quick, (laughs) before before I get on to some of the more, you know, nuts and bolts of the conversation, um, I love hearing what I call the conversion story, like that moment where it was like, that's when I knew, Yeah. you know, type of thing. Do y'all have a thing like that? That was pretty much it. That that was yours (laughs) right there? Was it the same for you? So. Like, I'm talking about something kind of quirky. Like, you know what? Even with his flaws... With that flaw, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Type of thing. So I think mine was a little bit before that. Okay. Not because like talking business aside, like Keith and I have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a daughter from my previous marriage and, you know, she has had some health issues and things like that. And watching Keith come in and like lay down his kind of plan of life and like, Hey, I want you to be on this with me, but I also want to like take you and your daughter along with me. Mm. So being able to step into a totally different situation, but also maintain who he is was super big to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because he was looking at both of us. Like I can show y'all all kinds of, of things. I can give you a life that you did not think of, but you know, it's going to be work. It's Mm going to be, you know, a lot of hard times. It can be a lot of hard work, but like, I want y'all to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Like not just you, but your daughter. So I think for me, that was like the, Hey, the, this is definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. That's pretty strong right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, so real quick to speak to that, Keith, how was it when you were considering Morgan, 
Mm-hmm. Oh no, because, D, how was it? Uh, well, <laughs> so okay. Well, what she means by that is, <laughs> I was I was there in the beginning. You know, when in God the beginning, created. <laughs> in the beginning, God created. So um, I can't tell y'all all the the inside jokes and everything, uh, but <laughs> I remember when he was going through this dating app, and and Keith is. Um, art is like life, right? And I believe the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And when when it comes to making to um to running a business, Keith will write out on the SOP, a standard operating procedure. He'll write systems, game plan, very and methodical. he'll very methodical, analytical, and he'll take action, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like to waste time. He hates wasting time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the same way in his. He was the same way in his dating life. I remember Keith <laughs> and I would go out. We went a couple of places when he was single on the lamb, you know. <laughs> and um, I was like, hey, Keith, man, this girl is really feeling you right now. Like, which he was like, man, nah, I ain't trying to do that, man. Like, 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 come on, bro. Like, she's throwing herself at you. Like, at least go say hey to her. Nah, man, I'm getting out of here, man. Uh, because he knew what he was looking for. And he knew the environment. I think he kind of knew the environment. He would find something. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just the same way that he approaches business and, and, and looks for deals, He'll go through a thousand deals to find one good deal. And he went through, he, he saw a thousand women. (laughs) 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 So anyway, I had a little part to play in that. I was like, Hey man, this girl seems like she's a keeper. You know, she seems solid. And, um, I pretty much told Morgan, I was like, Hey Morgan, we're a package deal. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's true. Two for one guys. (laughs) Two for the price of one. (laughs) We hope you're high five. No high five. He brought (laughs) off. (laughs) <laughs> we about to get canceled off. <laughs> oh, God. It's not like that. Okay. <laughs> but um so so here's another thing I want to I want to speak to. Since I since I've known you guys, since I've known Keith and Morgan since y'all since the beginning, I know that you are well, you were a very private person and you wanted to have a private relationship. Yes. Keith was the complete opposite. Yes. So Keith, can you talk to the people real quick about how you your philosophy on relationships and like how you you know what I'm saying, see that stuff? About like being open and friends and <laughs> stuff like open. That. <laughs> That's not the right word. No, <laughs> uh, not open in that sense. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you know Morgan had a very private life with with her first husband, who wound up getting sick and passing away, and so they were like, it was like a lot of private moments, and I think they they didn't allow a lot of other people into their lives. Maybe so. For me, you know, I, I like this this idea of like. How do I say it without sounding like a hippie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like having community, having people around who are there for support and helping you out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think that that kind of stuff is super important. Although we have a small circle, we don't have that. Yeah, people. but um, you know, we are. I think for me, I was always like, you know, happy to have people come over, hang out, that kind of thing. And for Morgan, that was really weird. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, so when D was sleeping on the couch, like, <laughs> so how'd you feel about the package deal? Like, it was like, Hey, you're dating us now. So, oh man. So Keith is definitely right in the fact that I was a very private person. Um, didn't like people knowing a lot of things about me because when my husband was sick, everybody knew everything. Yeah. And so when we were, out of the hospital at home. We wanted it to be as normal as possible without anybody like intruding or mm-hmm. anything like that. And like people meant well, but just wanting that sense of like privacy and security of it just being us. So when Keith and I started dating and I have a very like close knit family. So, you know, it's not like I don't want them around, but also like, I like my privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So when Keith and I started dating, it was like, hey, you know, I'm very close to my family. They're going to be over a lot. And Keith is an only child, so he is automatically the golden child. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it was a, an adjustment for me to have to understand that there are going to be many working parts and working people in our community, really. And, you know, even now, like we have built this, you know, family system that isn't just me and Keith. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot of time for me to realize that that was not going to damage my security with Keith, that it was there to help build and help support. So, you know, during the hard times with business or the stressful times where we're both required to be there, having that sense of community was great. Mm. So there are still times where I like yeah. shutting my door and not thinking about the outside world. Um, but, you know, Keith is kind of like the, I guess, more social one than I am. But it is what it is. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I think you guys have a really good dynamic. It, it seems really healthy. And I like the way that y'all kind of, you know, incorporate family and close friends to what y'all are doing. It's I don't know. It just I think it just gives you guys a bigger capacity to give and receive love when yeah. you do that, which is really cool. All right, so real quick. So <clears throat> so being entre- being an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur's wife, essentially you are an entrepreneur as well because you're out here um when he takes a risk, you're taking a risk, the whole family takes a risk. Yeah. You know, when you when he succeeds, you all succeed, when you fail, you all fail. What do you think are some essential things as an entrepreneur's wife that you have to possess and understand going into it, knowing that if it's your husband, if he's, you know, if he's the one running the business and doing things, what's some qualities that you think are important to have and and some principles that are important to understand as a wife of an entrepreneur? I think the first thing that you need to be able to have and have copious amounts of is Mm -hmm. patience Mm. because you have to understand that you know he's not only thinking about his business he's thinking about how it's going to affect his family as well Mm -hmm. so if he has taken a long time to make a decision or he's taken a long time to complete work like he's doing it with the best intention in mind whether it is on my time schedule or not um so having patience to understand that not every day is going to be like that. Mm -hmm. Not every day is going to hold frustrations Mm -hmm. or um, nights where you're going to bed and then he's coming home Mm -hmm. late Um, or the mornings where he's gone by six because he's got to go do meetings before the workday starts. Mm. Um, So patience is definitely the first thing. I would say that to be a successful entrepreneur's wife, you have to possess the ability to plan, Mm. but to also understand that your plans could quickly change. Mm. Um, So what I mean by that is I am the planner of our relationship for sure. People ask me what I do and I'm like, I keep Keith's life straight. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Perpetual secretary kind of. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because I, I have to be knowledgeable about his life. What, or his time restraints or time mm-hmm. requirements and then plan our life and our like family vision mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. So we have things that we want for our family, but it doesn't necessarily require Keith to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So I need to be able to plan 
all of the things. So when he is able to just show up and be there because he has set himself to that commitment, he's allowed to do that okay. and not take any time out of him. So I think one thing that I would use as an example is our kids. Mm-hmm. We have four. Um, three of them are sports playing age. Yeah. They have all three played different sports, mm-hmm. different fields, mm-hmm. everything like that. Keith was um, in the process of selling his mobile home parks, very, very busy, having to be at the office until 5, maybe 4.30 if he could swing it. But our kids' games would start at 5.30, 6.30. So for me, being able to plan his day, put in his schedule, say, hey, the kids' games are here. Mm-hmm. I just need you to show up. Okay. Everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to plan, I think another thing that is really helpful is you have to be a really good communicator mm. because it would be very easy to hold resentment in this type of relationship feeling. And I've done this. I have definitely had to learn to communicate my feelings more, communicate my frustrations, but also understand that there's a time and a place for me to feel like, oh, you're not paying enough attention to me. And that be like a valid thing. And then it not be like, oh, you're taking me away from something mm-hmm. that I'm trying to build for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of the, you know, we always come back to the gym, but that was a really yeah. hard time for us as a couple because we could not pay attention to each other at all. Mm. And that was very fresh in our relationship. Mm. I'm talking, we started dating in August. You did the gym in like October, the same year. Mm -hmm. And then that was a full (laughs) year before we sold the gym of having to stay on the grind pretty much seven to seven. Mm. And we were just like in passing. Wow. So being able to communicate like, hey, I just need, you know, 30 minutes of just me and you to be able to sit down and talk and being able to say, Hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Is this an okay time to talk about it? Or can we set a time? Oh, wow. So like it sounds weird to say that you may have to set an appointment with your husband to mm-hmm. be able to like talk to him about things. But if he is an entrepreneur and he is doing many, many things, have to yeah yeah and i think it takes a certain type of person to understand that because like not everybody is going to be built for that life i certainly was not innately made mm-hmm. for that life okay i had to adjust so i went from having a husband that spent 24 7 with me to a husband that did not spend time with me <laughs> to keith who it's like a yeah yeah a, a mixture so yeah. like we can go off on vacation and have a good time. But there will also be times where Mm. you're like, okay, I'm not going to see him today until late tonight. So being able to communicate is a huge deal. You know, well, you better go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, you hear, um, I've heard Alex Hormozy and Layla talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, They say that he, what I think, I think I heard Al, I can't remember somebody was talking about this anyway. They were saying that, um, um, there's sort of two dynamics that work well. One of them is the the quarterback and the cheerleader, and the other one is like the quarterback and the running back, where both people are in the game. And I think for us, it's kind of a mixture of both has has happened. 
But probably where we thrive more is the cheerleader and quarterback kind of thing. So, like, she's got the home life mm-hmm. and, like, that stuff is figured out so that I don't have to really think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Although it's very important to me to be at, like, all the kids' games and, like, I've never missed one of those and, like, the, you know, stuff like that. But, like, I need to be I need to be able to take care of what I need to take care of during the day. And then so she is, like, support for that, making yeah. sure that I, I can do that stuff. And um, – that helps, but she also has gotten in the game and, and done some sales consultations and different sure things like has. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, most, that's a good analogy. Most recently, um, right before Keith sold the parks, and like another thing I was going to add is you have to be able to get your hands dirty. Okay, I was going to yeah. ask you about yeah, that. Well, you, let me ask you this real quick. Let me set that up real quick. So you guys have worked together in the same business before. Yes. And also, you've he's worked the business, and you've been more of a chili to roll, like he said. So... First of all, would you recommend that partners work together in a business? And tell me about that experience, yay or nay. So I think that it really depends on the dynamic that you have. Keith and I have the ability to work together, but we have to lay out like how it's going to work, how it's going to look. So it's not like, okay, we're just going to be in the same office together, spend nine hours together and all this stuff. That's Right. Yeah, no. Um, (laughs) it, It is... Very important that if you work together, you start a business together, you do any type of thing like that, that you lay out on the line mm-hmm. beforehand what it's going to look at, Clear. what your roles are going to be, yeah. what you can expect from one another. If you're going to be able to communicate about anything outside of the business during that time mm-hmm. um, and also just knowing that it's not going to be easy mm-hmm. is it's just not. Mm. It's not easy because you have to put on a different persona. So working with Keith during the day is a different Morgan than at home with right. Keith right. with kids. Mm-hmm. It's just, it has to be. So one of the examples that I would say of that um, would be right before they sold the parks, uh, Keith called me. He always calls me with like, that's random. Uh-huh. Like, hey, I'm about to alter your life right now. <laughs> so this was one of those moments. Okay. Why, really? am, I, why am I nervous right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did this with the school. We did it with all kinds of stuff. Okay. Um, But he called me and said, hey, so if we can set up the child care, can you come up here to the office and sell buildings? And can you, you know, help me run the office? Wow. Like. Here you go. Mm. Let's go. Mm. And I said, um, what happened? Mm-hmm. And the two people that he had working there were no longer working there. So it was just kind of like, hey, we got to run this till we sell it. Wow. And I need your help. Dang, from cheerleader to running back. Yep. I have. My <laughs> first book. I had never. <laughs> yeah. I had never um, sold a building before. I had never done anything like that. I had been at the store a few yeah. times. Yeah. But. That was like, okay, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Wow. And we hit the ground running with that. My first yeah. building was almost $40,000. So, hey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, I see you. Uh-huh. So, Keith, how did how did you feel and how did you feel doing that? So, it's, before I even go there, it feels like a lot of these things that you guys have taken on, these tough conversations and these tough places you had to go, were only possible because you built that trust in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. Keith was very, very open and saying, hey, look, this is what it's going to look like. It's not going to be 
bubbles and rainbows mm-hmm. every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and and then you were like, okay, I can respect the man. Yeah. That is open and honest like that, right? Mm-hmm. So would I be would it be fair to say that had you guys not had those conversations early on in in the thing that you, it wouldn't have you know what I'm saying some of these things these some of these things would have played out a little bit differently? Probably because you know it would have been a different expectation, I guess. Okay. So. Um, you kind of have to keep your expectations a little lower and not in a negative sense, but like in a, anything can happen. So don't expect Mm -hmm. every day to go the way that you think it's going to go because it most likely will not. Mm. And I think that's with everything, home life, business, just in general. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, when Keith and I first decided to work together, in the gym. Cause that was our first time ever working together. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, so you're going to handle this part of the business. I'm going to handle this part of the business. I do not necessarily want to touch this part. Mm. So the part that I had, Keith wanted to just know that I was taking care of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had to be able to do that. Yeah. And know that he was trusting me with, a whole chunk of the business right, right. was huge. Yeah. And, you know, I think as we've gone along and our relationship outside of business has grown stronger, yeah. has, you know, lasted longer, um, we're able to give each other more in a business sense because we know what each one can handle. That's good. And I, I'm glad you said that because, so like Keith, let me address this question to you. Um, First of all, how did it feel working with you and Morgan working together, it, regardless if it was the gym or whatever? How did, how does that feel? And then also on top of that, um, is it something that you would recommend? And then one more thing, I'm just gonna load you up, okay? So I don't forget. It's gonna be on you after that. <laughs> um, what qualities would you say that one spouse needed, whether it be the male or the female, right, mm. in order to even consider having someone work? with their spouse in an entrepreneurial role? So I think working with your spouse is, it's good for some people and it's bad for, it it really depends on Mm -hmm. who you are and, and, you know, each individual person, it's going to be different for everybody. I think, Mm -hmm. I think for us, um, we enjoy working together. Yeah. Um, but, but but there has to be, yeah, but there has to be, there has to be like a differentiation in roles. I think a yeah. lot of times husbands and wives or even business partners get this way where like both people are working on the same thing and it's not necessarily beneficial to the, to the company. Mm. Um, one person's just kind of supporting the other, which is not bad, but like if you're going to work together and you, you need to, you want to try to maximize your efficiency, then you need to do that. Mm. Um, and then the other role is fine for people too. I think it just depends. So for us, we've done both and I think mm-hmm. both have worked fine. So like, I think it just depends really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> um, and then what was the other question? He had about seven. It was there. like 18 of them. <laughs> so I said, how did you feel like, so, so did you have a problem asking Morgan to come and work? But Hey, I need you at the gym. Hey, I need you selling buildings. Hey, I need you, whatever the case may be. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that, uh, so it wasn't that I didn't want to or did want to. It was just like, hey, we need this right now. Wow. And she was like, okay, well, I can help you. You know. Yeah. So at the gym, it was like super stressful. <laughs> but 
at the at the you know at the store it wasn't because we knew what was happening. We knew we just had to survive for three months mm-hmm. there, yeah. you know, and we were doing well anyway. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't a, a thing. The the gym was just a bad decision altogether, which we've talked about before. Yeah. But um, but you know, she was still able to help me out with that. And yeah. then in the other situation, it was like, well, we just need to. We thought we were selling the store as well. We didn't. We wound up not selling the store. So. Um, it was like a couple of months that we just had to cover that until it was sold. Mm. And, uh, it wound up being, well, that we did pretty well there. So we, we wound up keeping that and not selling that part of it. And mm-hmm. I still own the store now, but like we're in a situation now where we don't have to necessarily do that. We have somebody else who can help us with that. Nice. But I think there, when you're first starting out, especially there's a lot of husbands and wives that do this kind of thing and it can become a strain on the relationship. I think it just depends on communication and who, Mm -hmm. you know, who each person is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. So you felt confident to ask her to do it because you knew she had the skill set. So you were lucky in that, in that case. I didn't necessarily know she had the skill set actually. Okay. So that's (laughs) that's what I'm trying to find out. So right there. So Morgan, have, did you ever feel that at any point in time that he put you in a position where you could not succeed? Um, not necessarily that I couldn't succeed, but that I just needed to learn quickly. So, um, you know, learning different software programs, learning how to sell something I'd never sold before, um, being able to put myself in positions that were uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and put myself in roles that I had never Mm -hmm. had to do before. Wow. Um, but... I think one of the things that you have to definitely do as a couple is make sure that you stay supportive of one another Mm -hmm. during that time because Mm. you're both in a position of need. You both need to know that the other person's got your back, that it could be something that you're like, hey, man, I'm not getting this. (laughs) I am struggling and I need you to help. Mm. So you have to have a level of humility to be able to – like first come and say, Hey, I need your help because mm-hmm. it's only me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then for me to look at him and say, all right, well, I've never done this before. So like, I may suck. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. to be totally honest, like I yeah. may suck, yeah. which I didn't. So. <laughs> well, was there ever a time where you felt like quitting or did you ever quit? <clears throat> I did not quit. No. Okay. Um, you never throw your stuff down. I'm like, ah, find your way home. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> no, but I think that that does happen a lot yeah. in these situations. I think, I think the big thing is just communicate what the roles are. And I think that analogy of the quarterback yeah. and the, and the cheerleader and the quarterback and the running back are really good. And I think if you know what the role is, so for us, it's mostly the other role, but we've done, we've done both so many times. So now Morgan, I think likes working with me because we, we have sort of the same vision and we share same goals so she's like well how can I help you I want to be part of what you're doing mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. but that's different from from me saying hey I need your help right now right but she was willing to step in and take that role but not all spouses are so yeah. I think they're mm-hmm. in a lot of situations that can cause a whole lot of stress but we already had the conversation we already knew that that was something that was an option you know it if happened. it came yeah. if it came to that point that we yeah. needed to yeah and I think it's very important also to understand that y'all need to be in it together where you have whether you have 12 cents in the bank or you have millions of dollars in mm-hmm. the bank mm-hmm. like yeah. your goals and visions and partnership should not change mm-hmm. because at the end of the day the Keith hand 
where we were like struggling, putting all of our money into a business that we were not a hundred percent sure on Mm -hmm. to the Keith hand who became a millionaire and is like, Hey, we did it. Mm -hmm. Same human. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. you have to be able to look at that person and say, I'm with you no matter what, Mm. whether you need me to hustle and sell things, do admin work, Mm -hmm. whatever you need me to do, Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. Because at the end of the day, you're looking at them saying, hey, I got to go home with you. Yeah, yeah. I've got to be able to sit across the table and be like, is there any way that I can help you? And not everybody looks at it that way because it almost seems like I'm trying to just serve him or, you know, be like the lesser mm-hmm. spouse, I guess. But it's really just I want to support him in his goals. But since we've been together for a few years now, his goals and my goals yeah. align. Aligned. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah. So I came from not knowing anything about business, not knowing anything about any of that mm-hmm. to where I am now. And looking at him saying, hey, I want to be a part of this. What do I need to do? Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Now, okay. well, well, I think a lot of that comes back to the vision and understanding, like, where are we going? What are we going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, for us, it took us a while to figure that out. But now we have a pretty clear vision of what we want to do with this, like, business education stuff and, like, mm-hmm. w- what is it that we want to leave behind? Mm-hmm. And I think she believes in that process now but i think before she just believed in me enough to say okay well i can see that you're gonna go where you want to go so Mm -hmm. like i believe in you enough to step in and help out or do whatever my role is because i believe that you're gonna be you know you're gonna do what what you want to do so yeah or that didn't sound right but like you you know i believe that that you're going where you where you're trying to go yeah yeah yeah. you're gonna finish through so so where did that come from because he wasn't this ultra successful guy when you met him. Where did that belief system come from? So I think it was just watching him work. So anybody that knows Keith knows that he is like the dopest human. Like I I love it. (laughs) But watching Keith work is probably. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Toby. Are you crying? (laughs) I'm not crying. You definitely crying. Yes. Y'all get some paper towels or something. I'm not yes. crying. Tissues. You are. <laughs> oh my god, not. it's like our wedding day. Yeah, yeah <laughs> It's okay, man. You can be real, man. I love it. I'm not crying. Oh my god, You're I love it. Definitely crying. No, <laughs> he wipes his tears. But like, in all honesty, Keith is a super dope human, and um, I was telling him that he's like the light that I had at the end of the very dark tunnel that mm. I had to go down, and um putting myself into the role of being an entrepreneur's wife, whether he was super successful or not, Mm -hmm. it was the same like situation. Wow. Yeah. So watching Keith work is one of my favorite things, watching him work and watching him be a dad. Um, because he puts his whole heart into both of those things. Okay. I don't like it that much at four in the morning. Though. I don't like it that much at four in the morning. Listen, y'all. <laughs> we have done 3.30, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and we're back at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so we're approaching 3.30 again. Oh <laughs> we're, we're creeping up that way. Right. But we go to bed at 8. So, um, But watching Keith work and watch his visions come to life Mm -hmm. and his goals 
be met is the best part of it all. Mm-hmm. So watching him succeed and all the hard work and late nights and early mornings and blood, sweat, tears pay off mm. is magical to me mm-hmm. because I got to be a part of it, but also my favorite person is happy. I have a question about, yeah, about this whole thing because I think a lot of women – would say like you were talking about watching me succeed and be successful. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women would say you are giving up your own success or your own life for that. What would you say to that? Okay. So I have thought about this. Um, I've had some conversations with people that I know, family members, all of that. So, oops. <laughs> oh gosh. So for me, um, My whole personality, I would say, is to help others, to... You're a caregiver. I am. I am a caregiver at Mm -hmm. heart. Like, and that's where I feel the most at peace. So when it comes to whether or not I'm giving up success, success for me is not notoriety or anything like that. It is that I have healthy children that are good humans. I have a healthy and happy husband that I'm able to support, that I have a house that's running, that I have peace at the end of the day when I go to bed. So if if anybody is saying you're giving up your ability to be successful, like who says? Mm, My my identity is mine. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I am like riding his coattails or saying, Oh God, yeah, we got millions of dollars in the bank. Like I'm, I've made it like, Mm -hmm. no, my idea of success is that I am happy. I have a healthy family and that I'm able to support the people that I love. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, it's, it's a view that's probably not super popular right now anymore. Yeah. Anymore. But I think it's probably very common for women, especially and some men too, um, to to want to be that support system for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing in general. Uh, you know, I think there are people who thrive in that role and we shouldn't put that down. I think we mm-hmm. should we should celebrate that if that's that's the role that they want. So like yeah. that's sort of that cheerleader and quarterback thing, you know, like there's nothing wrong with being that support system. I think there are a lot of people in society who will say that that's – it's like the the lower of the thing, but I, I don't right. think that's the case at all. It's like the stay at home mom thing. Um, I've been a stay at home mom. I've been a single mom. I've I've been those roles. So for me, it's all about just taking care of my people. So I'm happy being at work. I'm happy being at home. Um, so wherever I am able to help support my loved ones and those that are in a line with my goals and my vision, I'm there. Mm. So, and I think also being with Keith and watching him has given me the you know, confidence to be able to go and do my own thing still while also being able to support him and like him supporting me. So I am wanting to do things for widows. I'm wanting to do things for moms who feel like they've lost themselves because I get it. But 
my ultimate goal is to make sure that my idea of success stays true to who I am Mm. as a person. So I do think that being the wife that stays home or is just like his assistant or whatever role I take that day, which Mm -hmm. it changes all the time, Mm -hmm. um, is definitely not popular right now, which... In this feministic movement, we have... and I, you know... I get it. I do get it. I get like that women want to be empowered. Women want to be seen and heard, but you can do that while still like taking care of others. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I'm seen and heard by my husband. Mm -hmm. I have a good solid relationship Mm -hmm. for women who haven't had that. Like they're going to find their voice. They're going to find what makes them happy? I just happen to be happy in the caregiver role. Dang, that was well said right there. You know that illustration of the uh, the quarterback and cheerleader and quarterback and running back? It's such a good one because um, there's only one quarterback on the team, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up uh, playing ball, one of the things they would say is, uh, if you have two quarterbacks, then you really don't have one quarterback, right? <laughs> that and was the case yeah. for us in high school. I know, all throw quarterback. <laughs> we just... <laughs> But um, <laughs> but in on a football team and any other organization, there's always a clear hierarchy, and all parts are essential to the yeah. success of the big picture. Yeah, yeah, right. There's no the quarterback is not more important than the running back. The quarterback is not even more important than the cheerleader. The cheerleader has to have something to cheer for, right? right? Yeah, and you know all everything. Everyone works and plays concentrically. But once you know your role, mm-hmm. and 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 it's so it's so awkward that some of these. Uh, words like role and place and and just w- position mm-hmm. have become such um, derogatory terms nowadays. Right, makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. I love it. I like knowing what's happening. I like knowing where I stand. I like knowing what he's doing. Um. And like I have gotten on his nerves many times, asking him like, "Okay, what's your day?" Just because mm-hmm. I like knowing, I like being able to plan around it. And I feel that my role as like our family manager and as, you know, the help that I give him in the business, like I need to know those things. But I, when people look at the terms roles, it's like I'm demeaning myself. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I am putting myself beneath him, but that's not the case at all. Yeah. But absolutely. I also wear many different hats. Mm-hmm. So there's one day where he's like, hey, I need you to help me with this technical stuff because it's just not in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Hey, can you help me file this paperwork? Um, because, like, I've got a lot and I need yeah. help. I mean, we have split up and reconciled bank accounts mm-hmm. saying, hey, here's this, here's this. So the wee hours of the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think for us, you know, everybody works differently. For us, that's what yeah. works best for us. Yeah. For him to say, hey, I need help in this. And I'm like, okay, cool, because that's my personality. Absolutely. And that sounds like equity to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. him saying, hey, I need this. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. that, that, that yeah. that's not weak, you, you yeah. know? So. And yeah. I think for Keith to be able to know that if everything goes south and he's got tons of things he has to do that he can call on me to be like, hey, I, yeah. I need you. That sounds like an asset to me. So yeah. it's... It is helpful. It's hard, though. I mean, I I will not say that it is for everyone. And I will say that if you are working with your spouse or you are thinking about doing it, you guys need to 
for sure. Mm -hmm. Have open communication. Have your roles laid out because it's important. You do that with any other business member. Right. So just because it's your spouse, you don't treat it any differently because when you do that, that's where the gray area comes in. That's where it's like, oh, well, you're my wife, so I don't want to tell you they did that wrong. Like, mm. Quick question for both you guys. Okay. Answer separately. Um, what is the opposite person's greatest attribute? I'll let you go first. Well, for her, it's taking care of people, you know, so like. It's kind of what she's talking about, that mm-hmm. being that support system. That's what she thrives in, and mm-hmm. that's what she's best at. And probably some of that probably comes from taking care of your husband, you mm-hmm. know, your first husband um, who had cancer. So, but I think, I don't know if that was just a natural thing or if she just learned that from being in a, a situation where that had to happen. But I think mm-hmm. for her, that is where she thrives the most. And so, you know, that that's the role that she feels most comfortable in mm-hmm. and, and I think it's it's what she's good at what she sort of brings to the table with all of this stuff and not necessarily just in business but in in general mm-hmm. you know taking care of people is like what she's good at mm. it's her gift that's awesome and real quick before I, um, I let you go Morgan what is Morgan's love language Ooh, words of affirmation <laughs> is that correct <laughs> that would be correct oh okay all right give yes. a man two hundred dollars okay <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> And then what is Keith's biggest attribute? So I think for Keith, he's the ultimate problem solver. Mm. Um, That's good. And it doesn't just have to be in business. It can be in life. I mean, we parent in a time that is transformative. We are having to break cycles and learn different ways of parenting. And, you know, in life you have many problems you have to Mm -hmm. solve. And Keith is the ultimate problem solver. He Mm -hmm. looks at it and says, okay, here's our problem. We can do it this way, this way, or this way. But I'm going to give you pros and cons with each way. Mm -hmm. And then we can talk about it. We Mm -hmm. can figure out which way we want to go. And that's with, you know, our home life and business. And I think that that is one of the biggest reasons why he's so successful Mm -hmm. is because he's good at solving problems. He doesn't have to delegate it out. He doesn't sit and freak out about it. He is like, okay, I've got a problem. I got to solve it and I got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So he puts his head down and he grinds through it. Yeah. And I think that for me, when problems arise, I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) Um, let me be emotional about it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me freak out for a second. Okay. But, you know, that's where we're, where we're balanced. Yeah. I am the ultimate empathetic being mm-hmm. and he is more on the logical side mm-hmm. and analytical side. So we get to balance each other in those ranges. So I can take care of him while he's solving problems. <laughs> and let me tell you what I'm hearing from, from this whole conversation it seems like to me the main glue for all of this is mutual respect. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you think about it, um, if, I, if I could replay your conversation and Keith and your conversation, it seems like you guys respect each other enough to communicate all aspects of things. So Keith didn't just dictating his authority and saying, hey, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. You just said he's like, OK, we got these options Let's pick one. Okay, we're going to talk about it, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. And then also mm-hmm. you have the liberty 
Uh, you both have liberties, giving each other liberty and space to to be vulnerable and speak. And you also said like, hey, man, I'm not great at that, yeah. but I'm here for you. I'm here for us and everything. So and I respect you enough to tell you that, you know, you know what I'm yeah, saying, type of thing, instead of just leaving you hanging type, you know. There's so. been a couple of times where I've looked at him, I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've been there, yeah. You, <laughs> you're wilding out. Um, you know, we have many different things going on in our lives. We are very busy people, mm-hmm. um, both personally and professionally. And there are many people who don't like to bring work home with them. Mm-hmm. But... In our world, you know, being an entrepreneur means that you do have flexibility, but you don't have the ultimate freedom Mm -hmm. because you're in charge of your lifestyle. You are in charge of the wheels that turn. And until you get to a point where it's all self-sustaining and you have built it to where you're not necessarily needed there Mm -hmm. 100% of the time, but Mm -hmm. you still want to oversee, work comes home. So for us, it has always been about respecting each other to be able to say, hey, I am feeling uncomfy right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was the best decision. Because there have been a couple times where he's called me saying, hey, we're going to start a school because we don't want to send our kids to public school. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, I'm what? (laughs) Or, hey, you know, I just bought gym launch because I think it'll really help our gym. Mm -hmm. Spend $16,000. Or I'm going to start a cult because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I'm not sure we're supposed to say the price of that, by the way. So oh, okay. Maybe we just. We you did. You did. And. I don't think so. Anyway. You definitely did. Whatever. Okay. It's all good. We can forget it out. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, so. We have to be able to look at each other and say, hey, I believe in you. So even though I don't necessarily agree with you. I believe in you enough to make the right decision, mm-hmm. which is hard for mm. some people. I mean, it's been hard for us a couple of times to be able to look at each other and be like, you know, I don't really necessarily agree with that, but you seem very sure and I'm here for you. Yeah. yeah. I think it always boils down to I'm here for you That's good, and I support you. So if you are going to be an entrepreneur's wife or work with your spouse, you have to be able to look in the mirror and understand that you're two different people coming together for one goal. That's good. I think that's marriage in general. Yeah. But when you start blurring the lines of marriage and business and personal life and business life, you have to have clear set boundaries of what is going to take and understand that it may always require a little more. Mm. Any closing remarks from you, Keith? That was very well said. I like that. That was, that was good. <laughs> um, I, I just think it's, like I was saying before, the biggest thing is just communication and making sure that everybody's on the same page with whatever it is that's going on. And then, uh, you know, you got you to gotta be able to live with the consequences. If you're going to be in this, like what she's saying, like, you know, I support you and I believe in you. And if it doesn't work out, then I'm still going to be here and I'm still mm-hmm. going to support you. And so uh, – yeah, I think that's that's what's important. Well, what I want to say um, in closing with is I appreciate you guys being open and honest and sharing a little bit of your personal story and life and things like that. And what's cool about this whole thing to me is it seems like a successful life um, and a successful business kind of go hand in hand. They run parallel to each other. Yeah. And 
And what I mean by that is both of them are built and sustained um, at home. Yeah. In 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 the trenches. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get you got to get your hands dirty, like you said a little bit. You have to have those tough conversations. And if yeah. you don't have that trust, if you don't have that r- mutual respect, if you don't have that belief system in, in each other, if you don't have that hard hierarchy and that vision, then this stuff just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Our you businesses know? and our home life are built on the foundation of he and I. Mm-hmm. How we raise our children, how we handle our marriage, how we handle our businesses are all based on the foundation that we have set with each other. And we are constantly like building. We're constantly growing. We are always wanting to be in a state of growth and you have to have an aligned sense of thinking Mm -hmm. if you're going to be successful in both Mm. marriage and business. I love that. Because if you're not like there's going to be constant conflict Mm. And conflict does not build for happiness. So at least not for us. Yeah. So to each their own on how they do things, but that's just how we do it. We have had our ups and downs for sure. And like there have been times where we've been angry and frustrated and lashing out on each other because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we come back, we're like, hey, my bad. <laughs> like, in the trenches, yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, sorry, I was having a rough moment for a, a second, and you were the next person next to me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but communication is key, yeah. and having a good, solid relationship before you enter into any type of business situation, mm-hmm. I believe, is very important. Because what you have at home, you carry with you. Mm. Yeah. A nine to five is just that. It's nine to five. Entrepreneurship is 24-7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like life. Yeah. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking about earlier, too. When we were talking about, like, uh, you know, and me telling her that there, there's going to be stuff that doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you can make bad decisions when you're an employee. It doesn't hurt your family. Mm-hmm. But when you're an entrepreneur, you make bad decisions, you're going to lose money, and then it's going to hurt your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have to know if you're going to be the spouse of an entrepreneur that there's going to be times when, when you make a bad decision, everybody makes mistakes. So everybody's going to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just have to be okay with that mm-hmm. and live, be able to live with those consequences too. So, yep. and, but then there, there's also <coughs> an unlimited upside. So like, it's good. you know, most people working as an employee, maybe they don't want to take on that risk and that's totally fine. But then they also don't get, the advantage of the upside. Mm-hmm. So like most of the time there's a max that you can make in a job, but if you're in business, there is no maximum. You can make whatever, but mm. you, you just have to be able to handle the swings both, yeah. both ways, you know, yeah, we have, yeah. we have no cap on our level of success <coughs> or happiness yeah. and we are always striving to increase it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, in our marriage, we are always striving to, figure out different ways to be successful at it because we've both been through hard things when it comes to relationships and we don't want that for each other. And we care about each other way too much to do that. Um, And I think, you know, for Keith and I, like we like each other, Mm. we like each other as people. So when we're at work, we're not necessarily husband and wife, Keith Mm -hmm. and Morgan. Mm -hmm. We are business partners, Keith and Morgan. Mm. So it's like, Hey, I like you. I like being around you. We have the same types of thoughts, so let's just keep moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, like when we walk out, it's like, hey, what's for supper? Mm-hmm. You know? 
So that's awesome. And you can tell she's from the South because she says supper. <laughs> <laughs> My father-in-law has actually broken me in that because I think dinner is the formal dinner time. So yeah. <laughs> My in the South, dinner though, is lunch. Yes. So my father-in-law would be like, you've already eaten supper? You've already eaten dinner, dinner earlier. It's so, so confusing. What you, uh, <laughs> it is. So I have just trained myself to say supper just so I don't get made fun of. By so hold on. So, so supper is lunch? No, supper dinner is, is lunch. Yeah. Dinner is lunch. In the lunch. Old South. And supper is dinner. Yes. Yeah. So hold on. You So in the supper. middle of a work day, you take a dinner break? Correct. You don't have a lunch break? Nope. Right. You're, you're going to dinner in the middle of the day. Yeah. Doesn't make sense, sus. does it? No. <laughs> no. I don't think "sus" is a word in the in the South either. <laughs> I don't think it's a word in general. Yeah. It's a 2023 word. Probably, you know, where we at? So here we are. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, that was fun, Morgan. So glad that you were on. This is a little yeah. little bit different, a little bit beat, little little different rhythm today. But like I said, it's the defiant life. Yes. It's not defiant business. It's not defiant money. It's yeah. it's it's the whole thing, right? So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, that was good stuff. Uh, y'all got anything else to say? Y'all good? Nope. Let people know good. the name of your podcast that's coming up again. So I'm gonna be doing the Recovering Widow podcast, talking about healing and my story and how I have overcome detrimental amounts of pain and grief and have built a really cool, happy life. And I am recovering from being a widow wow i'm really looking forward to that you guys check it out um we'll keep you posted on some of that stuff that's coming out one thing i want to say about that too is i know you had a husband that passed away mm-hmm. you know physically yeah but then also in your other marriage it's like you had a husband that passed away emotionally also so you're like you're a double widow so to speak you know i would yeah i could definitely say that's true yeah um that's, that's deep it's two different types of grief <laughs> yeah that you have to go through and you know, when you start adding kids into the mix, yeah. you know, you've got to be strong, but you also have to be able to take care of yourself too. So that's going to be a lot of what my podcast is about. And then also finding happiness, yeah. how it is possible, how rebuilding a life and how grief and happiness can hold hands. And, you know, there are days that I miss my late husband terribly. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm also extremely thankful for the life that I have. Mm. So grief and happiness for me walk hand in hand on the journey that I'm on. Mm. So. Wow. I'm looking forward to that. Cool, man. All, All right. right. Well, this is D. And, and Keith. Yep. And this <laughs> is the Defy Life Podcast where we defy the laws of mediocrity. Keep it on the DL. I'm going to get that through. <laughs> anyway, y'all take care, man. <laughs>